Hello, my sweet friend. Thank you so much for stopping by and having a cup of morning coffee with me. I just wanted to say that I really, really do appreciate you coming by and chatting with me. I know you're super busy. You have lots of things to do, lots of responsibilities, so thank you. Um, I have some really exciting news to share with you, and that's that I finally finished my externship hours. Woo! <laughs> that's relieving because now I can move on to the next step of being a certified surgical technologist, which is taking the NCCT. But we shall see, we shall see where where the wind takes us. Uh, I have gotten a lot of lots of questions as far as like what is a surgical technologist? Like what do they do? What are their responsibilities? And essentially what a surgical technologist does is they're the ones that pass the instruments to the surgeon. That's what they're known for. That's what you'll see on the cover of textbooks. But there's a lot more to that than just passing instruments. There's prep, there's pulling for the case. So you're pulling all the things necessary for that procedure. There's prepping the OR, so going ahead and cleaning it for a second time, just further de de decontaminating, etc. Sanitizing, blah, blah, blah. And then there's uh, prepping the, the patient, there's draping the patient, there's um, setting up the sterile field, setting up all the instruments, and of course, during the procedure, you're passing all the instruments and blah blah. There's like a lot, <laughs> a lot more than what you would think. And then after the procedure's over, you clean up. And in some cases, at least in the clinic I was working at while well, being an extern, we also got to sterilize the instruments ourselves. So there was no decontam room because we were we were the sterile processing techs as well so yeah there's a lot that goes into it um but i guess it's pretty neat and lots of Grey's Anatomy fans would probably opt for this if not becoming a surgeon themselves or a nurse so because you this is like one of the ways you get into the OR without having to spend years in school so yeah I was pretty cool but really nerve-wracking um i guess i guess i should catch you up because last week or the week before i was not super happy with my performance levels while in my externship location i was really just down and disappointed in myself most of all but since then I had a chat with one of my former classmates, but still one of my friends, and she encouraged me to scrub in again. Scrubbing in means um, becoming part of the sterile team. And I was like, well, why not? Because I was pretty much I was pretty much set, and I had convinced myself that I wasn't going to continue being a surgical technologist. That I would just get my certification, and then get a job as a sterile processing tech. Like I I knew it. There was no convincing me otherwise. 
But the next day I went into my clinic site, they asked me, hey, are you comfortable swerving in today? And I was like, sure, why not? There wasn't an ounce of nervousness in me. There wasn't any overwhelming fear, anxiety that I was gonna perform bad. I just did it and I told the surgeon, because I have to ask the surgeon first, you know, if I could do it. And he said, are you sure? Like, do you feel comfortable? And I just told him, look, in order to swim, sometimes you have to jump into the lake. Like, I just had to push myself. And he was like, okay. So, and I went. And my performance was 10 times better than it had been previous times. Because keep in mind, I have been there for the past, since January, latter part of January. And before the pandemic started, I had scrubbed in maybe three times. <laughs> one to observe, one to actually be part of the action. And it was a lot, a lot to do as far as keeping track of fluids loss, keeping track of the amount of fat you put back into the body as far as fat transfer, um, keeping track with all the instruments and it was a lot but it, it, I did it I came out on the other side <laughs> so that was nice and yeah my overall experience at the clinic was really good all of my co-workers had a beautiful work ethic that literally just made me push myself a little more each day and um, I left I would leave work sometimes like really satisfied because I know I had done everything I could do to help and as a student you want to do that it was my mistake to not do that sooner but one thing I would definitely encourage you to do if you're doing the same thing and at any um, externship or internship is to treat it like it's an actual job so fulfill not only all of your responsibilities but see if you could help your co-workers out as well and yeah i mean i was ready to go home most days but because my feet were killing me but um it was reminded that i should i should try to help out them as well because they want to go home too so that makes sense to a certain extent um so yeah that's one thing and then another thing I would recommend is uh, leaving thank you cards with your coworkers and your manager or your boss. In this case, it was a surgeon. He was super appreciative of the thank you card. Um, but when you do write the thank you card, try to be as genuine as possible because they can tell when they read the card. I know that I... Um, Genuinely speaking, I'm pretty good with words, and I did speak from the heart, so to say, and they really appreciated it. Everyone really appreciated it because I gave them genuine compliments that were really specific, so I would recommend doing the same thing. You always leave off on a good note. You always want to leave off on a good note. So yeah, my experience was pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself for pushing myself and... Who knows? I may just apply to some surgical technologist jobs. Who knows? I I would surprise myself, honestly. But 
being in the medical field is not glam. It's not um, easy either. I mean, you have to keep in mind that it's a pretty big job. So if you are thinking about it because you watch Grey's Anatomy and you're like, this is so cool and I want to be like, um, I don't even know the characters' names. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this shows you that I didn't watch this show. My sister did though. I don't even remember their names. Derek Shepard and like Meredith Grey, right? And Christina. And that's literally all I can remember. Is there a Jackson on the show? I can't remember at all. But it's my my point is is that the show portrays it in a glamorized way. Um, obviously, overly dramatized at times as well. But it's not easy. It's something you really have to think about before going in. If you're good with high pressure situations and if you're good with multitasking, then you are the person for the job. Trust me. Anyways, that's it. That's that on that, on my overall experience and really talking about just getting over this dumb fear because I was the only person holding myself back from improving. But now let's jump into a little bit about plastic surgery itself. So there's lots of specialties that you can go into. Unlike a nurse, surgical technologists stick to the OR. So we don't circulate around the hospital, but you can work in different specialties. Ophthalmic, where they work on the eye, orthopedic, where they work on the bones, um, and then in my case, it was plastic surgery. And it was very interesting because plastic surgery is different in the sense that all of these surgeries are purely cosmetic and they don't, the patient chooses to have this procedure done with no, um, with not, it's not being necessarily required for them to survive is what I'm trying to say. And it makes it different because you're not in a life or death situation, like in the hospital, and you're not necessarily doing something to improve their quality of life, it's to improve their self-image. And in a way, yeah, you do improve their quality of life because some people allow their insecurities to kind of control and dictate where their mental health goes. So in a way, yes, we are improving quality of life, but it was mostly just to improve their appearance. And I've thought about it all week, and I'm trying to form an opinion about plastic surgery, but the truth is, I don't really have one. I don't care if you go and get procedure done. It's your business, it's your decision, and I can't do anything about that. Now, I try to think about it, like, what if my best friend went up to me and said, Melanie, I really, really, really want a nose job because I just hate my nose. Then I'm going to hype you up until you die, girlfriend, because that's the type of person I am. I think that everyone truly is beautiful because everyone was created differently. And if you have that specific nose, it's because you were created with that specific nose. And I think that's really cool. I mean, if we all move more towards Eurocentric facial features 
and we all wanted to look like Bella Hadid, then we would all look really boring. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Bella and Gigi are gorgeous, but of what benefit is that to us? I mean, there's diversity. Diversity is beautiful. So there's a difference. I would definitely ask you why you're doing it, though. If you're doing it to please someone other than yourself, mm, we have a problem because that should not be the case. And if you're doing this because it's genuinely bothering you, bothered you for years, and you want to change it, then that's up to you. If you're willing to fork over the money, go ahead. I mean, I'm not stopping you. Now, will I ever get a procedure done? No, absolutely not. Uh, even the most, how would I say, less invasive procedures such as liposuction where they just put in a little bit of, I mean, sorry, they do little incisions and they insert the cannula. That, I wouldn't even get done, even though it's really appealing because liposuction is essentially a procedure where they remove the fat cells from targeted areas of your body. Duh, I want that. Everybody wants that. But for me, if I'm willing to fork over 4 or 5k, then I should probably invest all of that time and money into doing it a more healthy route because although the results are instant and they're glamorous and they're wonderful, um, you still have to keep up with it. You still have to take care of your body after that. If not, you'll gain weight, even in other parts of your body. So, yeah, I think I would just stick to doing it a more natural way. Changing my diet, exercising more often. That seems to me more sustainable. And that's what I would do. I had a couple of conversations with a few patients as to why they were doing what they were doing. Um, not in a interrogative type way, but more of a, I'm just curious. Because um, these women were beautiful and they had beautiful figures to begin with. But one of them, she was Colombian, she said she was just so insecure about her breasts. They were just so tiny. She looks like a man she said her own words and I'm like no you don't <laughs> you're beautiful and she just kind of looked down at herself and was like no I'm not and that broke my heart because it's so sad that women really feel like they need to fit society's standards of beauty in order to feel beauty beautiful themselves I think that's so sad but I understand I guess you see it everywhere and especially in Hispanic culture, you see it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, all the clients, by the way, were Hispanic or Brazilian. We had a few, I'm going to say two or three that weren't in my entire time that I was there. So, yeah, that tells you something about that. And um, I was like... You know, you're not. You're not gross. You're not ugly. You're not disgusting. You have a beautiful figure. And she really did. Like, you should have seen her. She was snatched. Girl was Colombian. And, um, she was, it took some time to convince her. She looked at me and she was like, no, girl, you got the figure. You got the body. I'm like, girl, stop talking. This is all the scrubs. <laughs> the scrubs make me look this good. I. <laughs> 
I look different without it. But even if, even if I didn't look as good as she thought I did, I wouldn't care. Because I've gotten to a point in my life where, yes, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm so fat and all this and I'll be stupid. But in reality, I would never get any of these procedures done, even if I had the money, because they are so painful so painful i just i just can't and i have a pretty good pain tolerance but still i'm a big baby and i uh uh no not for me i personally i would just wouldn't be able to uh so yeah i mean so far like plastic surgery would i recommend it to another surgical technologist yeah if you wanted to go into that it's pretty easy as far as um liposuction because you only have to alternate between five maybe instruments so that's pretty nice but um yeah it's it's pretty cool i i would recommend now would i recommend um surgical technology to anyone depends on like the person you are as i mentioned before if you work well under pressure and you're really good at multitasking, then this is something that you can look into. But um, surgical technologist, at least for me, and speaking from personal experience, it has been really rewarding. I remember the last time I scrubbed in, we were doing a 3D liposculpture and then we converted into an abdominoplasty or a, a tummy tuck so it goes from a not so invasive procedure to an open belly case it's kind of more intense right and i had only scrubbed in for like the little the minor procedures if you will and i kind of helped the surgeon no i did help the surgeon in the beginning part because everyone else was on lunch and he was finally telling me to pass instruments that i had been studying for eight months prior it's like pass the hemostat you know pass the alice and i was like yay finally this is exciting it was exciting i wasn't scared i was seeing someone's muscles right in front of my eyes i was seeing someone being cut open and it was interesting i mean that just sounds super super creepy and ominous no but it was very interesting i was finally in the sterile field during one of the big cases and i was like "Ooh, this is fun but it was also pretty stressful because um something about being the surgical technologist is that your main focus is sterility and keeping sterile things sterile and and not even looking at non-sterile things in the OR because the last thing you want is the patient to get a nosocomial infection aka an infection that originates in the hospital so that's just something else to keep in mind you have to drill that into your head drill it but once you get used to it it's pretty easy um I think it's fun honestly I think it's kind of uh, invigorating in the sense that you have to use all five of your senses at the same time and you're completely focused on the procedure you really don't have time you can't afford to doze off so yeah 
that's kind of my externship experience. I'm glad I'm finally done. And um, I'm glad you got to hear me chat about it a little bit. If you have any questions or if you'd like to reach out to me personally, I have an Instagram for this podcast. It is at Monday Mornings with Mel. So it's the same name as the podcast. You can reach out to me there. Or you can follow me if you'd like. I like that platform because I could have more of an interactive um, relationship with whoever listens to this. I don't know. I just talk into a microphone and I put it out into the internet. And whoever finds it interesting enough to listen, then I think you're pretty awesome. Because <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't think I can listen to my voice for that long. But yeah, thank you again for just stopping by, and I really appreciate you. You're awesome, and I'll see you hopefully next Monday morning at 8 a.m.